Welcome to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast. I am Matthew Ivan Bennett, your host for this podcast series, which we produce for you, the audience members, so you can get an in-the-wings insight into the shows we do. This season, we'll have even more conversations with theater makers, from directors to set designers to actors and writers. On this episode, we have Pioneer Theatre Company Managing Director Chris Lino and Artistic Director Karen Eisenberg to talk about the season. Chris and Karen, hi. Hi. Hi, Matt. For new patrons who may not know who you are or what you do, could you give us a nutshell? I'm Karen Eisenberg, and I'm the artistic director, so I take care of the artistic. And I'm Chris Lino. I'm the managing director of the theater, and I take care of the money. Um, and as, as we both always say, that, uh, without art, there's no reason for the money, so the money should all go towards the art. Um, but without money, it's pretty hard to make good art. <laughs> So let's jump into a season preview. We open with The Last Ship, a brand new musical by Sting. This is the regional premiere of The Last Ship. It played briefly on Broadway um, a year and a half ago. Um, and we're really excited because we are the only theater in the country that has the rights to this show. If you like Sting's music, it has everything you would want in a musical. Up second is The Glass Menagerie, a 20th century classic by Tennessee Williams. Which has never been done at Pioneer Theater. No, no it has not. Sort of astonishing and astounding and exciting for us to be able to bring it to our audience this season, Tennessee Williams at his finest. And I will only say about this, this, this play that because the title is so familiar, some of our audience may feel, oh, I know that play, I, I read it in high school or I've seen productions. But it is a wonderful, gentle play, and it, it has the title of classic because it is a classic. It's worth revisiting for people who've never been there, before, never seen it before, and um, or people who have seen it before. Come home again. Come home again, yes. Up third for Christmas, the Charles Dickens-inspired musical Oliver. This was probably one of the first shows I saw as a child, and I just love it. I think Dickens at Christmas, even if it isn't a Christmas carol, is a wonderful idea. Um, and I think this is great for the whole family. Everybody will love this one. It's, the, it's I believe, the last G-rated movie to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. The movie was based on the on the stage musical and follows it pretty faithfully. And it's, it is. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. Not specifically a Christmas show, but suitable for the whole family. Up fourth is Fences, a play in the Pittsburgh cycle from American master August Wilson. Uh, we did Fences almost a quarter of a century ago. It was in my second season here, and it was, a, it was a big hit for us. And August Wilson is just one of the major playwrights of the last 50 years in this country. I mean, it has a larger-than-life hero at the center of it, a man named Troy Maxson who's, who's embittered because he never got a chance to play Major League Baseball because he came along before the major leagues were integrated. And now all these years later, he's pulled himself up. Um, he owns a house. He has, uh, he has a son who wants to, wants to play college football, and there's a generational conflict there. So it, it's a story that everybody can um, empathize with and understand, and it, it is a, um, a true American classic. Up fifth is a new comedy, Women in Jeopardy, by Wendy McLeod. Um, well, this play is just a hoot. We, when Karen gave it to me to read, um, I laughed out loud all doing it, and, and 
perhaps because of the setting. It takes place in Salt Lake City. Um, three best friends, women of a certain age, single mothers um, who do everything together. Divorced and one, mothers. Uh, divorced mothers. Um, well, therefore single. <laughs> um, uh, and one of them starts to date again, and the other two are not too happy about it, and they, they have to try and uh, figure out for themselves whether they're not happy because they're jealous or because the man that their friend is dating is possibly a serial killer. I like also that Wendy, who's been out here a couple of times, you know, fell in love with Utah and wrote a play set in Utah. I think that speaks to Utah and us. In the number six spot is King Charles III, a Shakespearean-like comedy by Mike Bartlett. I saw this last season on Broadway and the, uh, walked out of the theater and practically dialed the number to say, we have to have to do this play. It's just terrific, smart and clever and contemporary, set in England after the death of Queen Elizabeth and what happens to the monarchy with Charles as the king. And uh, I just... I'm thrilled we're doing it. It's a great play. It's also the Utah premiere. I did not get to see it in New York, unfortunately, but then when uh, when I read Karen's copy, I fell in love with it. It is a terrific, terrific play um, that I think our audience is going to just love. Um, it does. It, it, it takes it this jumping-off point. Queen Elizabeth has died. Prince Charles is about to ascend the throne, but there are all these backstage political intrigues um, uh, that may threaten his ascending to the throne, and so it's I, very Shakespearean, but not. You wouldn't. You you would not. Uh, when you see it, you will not know that it's Shakespearean in its language because it reads like very contemporary, the way people talk. Finally, rounding off the season is the winner of the 1991 Tony Award for Best Musical, The Will Rogers Follies. This is another one I was sort of surprised hadn't hadn't been done. Um, in at Pioneer, it's it's a mashup of uh, the Ziegfeld Follies and the life and times of Will Rogers, um, the man who coined so many phrases that we know and love. I never met a man I didn't like, um, and um, it's it's wonderful. It's fun. It's splashy and flashy, um, but it has real heart and soul, which I think doesn't come to mind when you think about Ziegfeld Follies type shows, but it, but it really kind of does. And um, I am, I, I've always liked this show. Um, In a way, I'm sorry that we're not doing this show before the election because Will Rogers used to comment all the time on political elections during his lifetime. And the comments of his that are in this play could almost be about the current national election for president. That will already be over by the time we do this show. As to, as to why we've never done it and why it's, it's, it's not often done, it, it is a very big, ambitious musical uh, with an enormous cast, and each cast member probably has five or six costumes. So, so it is not a small undertaking, and I'm, I, I'm proud to think that Pioneer Theater is probably the only theater in the state of Utah that can do a musical on this size and scale. So we hope our audience gets the chance to see it and enjoy it for the treat that it is. We also have two special programs this season. We're bringing back Play by Play, our new play reading series for the fourth year in a row. And we're doing a musical add-on, a concert version of chess. Uh, let, I'll talk a little bit about Play by Play because one of the plays we read the first year of Play by Play, Alabama Story, not only 
went on to have its world premiere at Pioneer Theater the following season, but it has now had four subsequent productions at theaters throughout the country. Um, I've been teasing Ken Jones, the playwright, that he's going to appear in the most produced playwrights annual list by TCG. Um, so it's been a terrific success story, and that's exactly what um, we would hope would happen with the plays we're developing. We give them a leg up. In, in a lot of cases, it's the first time the playwright has heard, heard his words spoken aloud by a talented cast of actors. Um, makes improvements to the play, and from there, hopefully, it goes on to a production. And, and every year, we have done some really fascinating plays, and I think many of them will find a life and a place in the American theater. And chess is um, a concert for for the fans who came when we did the Rocky Horror Show. It's a similar format, limited sets and costumes, but the full show, full score. Um, Chess is by ABBA, who, and has a very famous song that people of a certain age will recognize, One Night in Bangkok. I believe I disco danced to that. Hum a few bars. No, (laughs) I'm not humming. (laughs) Um, But it should be a really fun and exciting evening. Chris and Karen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our season preview. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or with the podcast app on your iPad or iPhone for free. Just click the subscribe link on our website, pioneertheater.org, and you'll automatically receive all future episodes when we post them. You'll also be able to find the episodes specific to the show being discussed on the individual show's webpage. They'll be available shortly before the opening of each show. We hope you enjoy the 2016-2017 season of Pioneer Theatre Company. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at marketing at ptc.utah.edu.